born down in a dead man's town. Dun, the first dun, kick. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you actually had some thoughts about Born in the USA, I believe. Um, well, well less I, about the song and more about people who listen to that song. Yeah, I mean, it was. I just thought it was a hilarious image that you have uh, like 10 people waving Trump flags standing outside of Walter Reed Hospital blaring born in the usa at 7 a.m to support the <laughs> ailing president yeah <laughs> like I imagine mean, that, imagine that's, that that's you're, just delightful yeah i mean imagine you're in hospital with like a deadly disease and you're trying to get some rest and out of nowhere and of course all of these chuds have zero idea what that song is about yeah no i mean they've never uh, i mean this was lampooned in uh, uh canadian bacon na, 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 na. oklahoma <laughs> oklahoma <laughs> oklahoma <laughs> yeah canadian bacon a criminally underrated movie by the way easily michael moore's best yeah I, I would probably agree to that as well. Halloween Toys R Us doesn't miss a trick, and the price is a retreat. We've got costumes for all Toys R Us kids, even grown-ups, and loads of candy, makeup, masks, and more. Toys R Us will make your Halloween supernatural. <laughs> So, my name is Ness. David. And what are we talking about this week, David? I think it's Halloween Horror Nights, right? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're back to it. But um, this, uh, this past weekend, we went to um, Universal Studios to see the two haunted houses that they opened up in lieu of doing a full, proper Halloween Horror Nights event. Mm -hmm. So, this is our reactions to that. So... I guess uh, start with the the house that we went in first. Um, yeah, the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, well, do you remember what the full name of it was? Um, I don't know. Did it have a subtitle, or was it just called the Bride of Frankenstein? Um, Bride of Frankenstein something something creation of the damned. So Bride of Frankenstein colon something something colon creation of the damned. <laughs> colon movie film for theaters uh let's see uh universal monsters colon the bride of frankenstein lives all right probably not uh the name i would have gone with but yeah it it it's a name if nothing else and yeah there were there were other monsters in there yeah i was i wasn't quite sure what to expect from the house uh i didn't really research right, well, we'll pro probably start from the beginning so um, the conceit of the house appears to be that Frankenstein's monster is dead, but the bride of Frankenstein is alive, and she has gone full mad scientist trying to bring him back to life. Yeah, I guess she got just did a crash course in med school or something, because she's able to talk, she's able to move fluidly, she has advanced knowledge of like bi of biology and yeah, uh, not chemistry like the, not like in the original movie where uh, elsa lancaster was so tightly bound up that she just needed to be wheeled from place to place and fed her lunch through a straw yeah <laughs> no th this bride is much more uh animated yeah she's got big steampunk goggles yeah and she's straight doing a uh, mad scientist shit trying to bring uh, the monster back to life yeah, for reasons. Oh, maybe she decided she was into him after all. I don't know. Yeah, it's not made super clear. Yeah, um, I mean the opening uh, set piece is uh, the monster having been crushed by a falling beam, and the bride of Frankenstein uh, frantically trying to lift the beam off of him. Which I guess that tracks because uh, the movie Bride of Frankenstein ends with. Uh, 
the monster hitting the self-destruct switch yeah. <laughs> that all evil laboratories have to have mm-hmm. contractually. That shows up a lot in Halloween Horror Nights, doesn't it? Sure fucking does. Um, but overall, I thought that but there were, yeah, like it's, it's, it's ostensibly about the bride of Frankenstein, but it's branded as universal monsters and, uh, there's vampires. in Yeah. It? The Dracula's bride show up as well. I don't know and, what they're doing here, but, and the creature from the black lagoon is, uh, preserved in a, uh, tube, uh, filled with pickle brine. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it wasn't super clear on the theming for that. Hang on, I'm going to pull up the description real quick. Word. Uh, The official description from Universal. We belong dead. The last words of Frankenstein's monster on that fateful night when his bride rejected him. But his end was her beginning. Now the bride is stepping out of the shadows to bring him back. And there's nothing she won't do as she sharpens her brilliance by experimenting on unsuspecting victims. The mate will have her monster and the monster his mate. Okay, so, so. It, it it acknowledges the canon of the uh, the actual movie where, you know, the Bride of Frankenstein is horrified by him. Yeah. But uh, then she just does a one eighty and is like, actually, I'm 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 super. Yeah, maybe she reevaluated her options and was like, eh, that's probably the best I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the conceit of this house was always kind of weird, but uh, I don't know. It, Overall, I thought it was a pretty good house. Yeah, I thought it was... It, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but honestly, that's not really what I demand from my Halloween Horror Nights experience. Yeah, I'm there for a level of storytelling, but I'm not expecting, you know, I'm not expecting Tolstoy in, out of these houses, you know? The Just like... Now I'm just thinking about... We're, we're, we're kind of the, uh, the, the guy who worked on Doom, where he said, like storytelling in a video game is like storytelling in a porn it's expected to be there but it's not that important yeah and he said that to the guy who was in charge of uh writing the story for doom um ultimately though i think that it was i think they did a great job with what with given the limitations you know uh considering that we for up until a few weeks ago, we expected not to get anything at all. We thought Halloween was just canceled this year. Yeah. I mean, presumably this haunted house was already in the cards as of like last November, though. Since yeah. That tends to be when they start planning stuff for Halloween Horror Nights is, you know, as soon as the current year closes. Well, they did announce a prospective list of houses that they were going to do should they have been able to create the full event. Um, right. We could talk um, about that we'll, in a we'll, little we'll, bit. We'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. into that after we talk about uh, the second house. Um, do, you that, still, do you still have that list handy? Because Yeah, uh, that one was Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. The innocent traditions of the Tooth Fairy hide a darker ritual. All children must give up their baby teeth to the goblin-esque Tooth Fairies or pay a gruesome price. Step into an old manor that has been overrun by yellow-clawed fiends who extract teeth by force. It's an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And yeah, that that house was also pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say I did notice that the two houses that they decided to go forward with this year were ones where you can easily justify the monsters wearing masks. Yeah, it, the all of the makeup and prosthetics that they were able to uh, put these uh, put these actors in made it a lot easier to kind of pull off a uh, socially distant haunted house. Well, then just the theming, because um, in Bride of Frankenstein, uh, she is suddenly the mad scientist, so makes sense for her to have a mask. Yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, it's all like, dental horror so they're all wearing like dental masks yeah and they're also uh some of them are some of them are wearing dental masks some of them are just like goblins so they're wearing full masks and makeup and everything anyway and basically all of them are behind uh plexiglass shields anyway yeah i i first noticed that going through the uh the frankenstein house and i didn't think very much of it since you know hiding stuff behind sheets of glass there are points at which they can reach a hand around or something and kind of get in your face but for the most part yeah they are staying behind the plexiglass or they're 
too far so far removed from you that it doesn't really matter yeah i just kind of assumed that it was an effect since you know hiding stuff behind sheets of glass is a pretty standard you know effects trick but it was only when we went through revenge of the tooth for it was like oh it's all oh, right COVID. <laughs> all right i forgot the deadly pandemic yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i think probably for the purposes of maintaining uh social distancing it didn't seem like there were a lot of actors in the houses yeah um I a feel lot like of a lot of it felt a like little bit capacity yeah a lot of it felt a little bit bare um i don't know if maybe it was just luck of the draw and i just happened to get in between a lot of the scares and not really see a lot of them myself but um i didn't really see a whole lot of people in there yeah and that's probably wise yeah um overall i i would say that i had a pretty good time with it though yeah i mean well we're also both just like so starved for halloween content <laughs> that we might that we're kind of just like taking whatever we can get but yeah um even with those specific conditions in mind yeah they were good houses yeah overall i would probably i I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to go through them a couple more times before I can really say what I think of them with any kind of uh, reliable analysis. Just my first initial reaction, I was like, they were pretty good. Yeah, we uh, we we wanted to do uh, Orlando at least once, maybe twice more to, uh, you know, kind of get a full feel for what yeah, Halloween get, get, is like. Get a real mouthfeel on it. Yeah. Because uh, Disney is also doing stuff where they're based. Uh, Dis uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is canceled, but they basically just ported a bunch of that stuff over to the regular park hours. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't really looked into what they were doing, but I'd be interested in checking that out. Yeah, I think they are doing like a Halloween parade sort of thing hmm. and selling like lots of you know Halloween uh, munchies and crunchies that sort of thing. Yeah, but you haven't eaten anything that you haven't personally prepared in the last 10 months, so. Uh yeah, not since February. No. Yeah. Um I've I've eaten out at like restaurants a few times and I've gotten fast food once or twice, but yeah, I've mostly just I mostly prepare my own food anyway, just that's just how I usually operate anyway. Yeah, I've actually been taking this whole uh, you know, new plague thing fairly seriously and like yeah, the last time I had like fast food was probably February. Yeah. Um, I think it helped that, like I said, you know, I don't think we ate a whole lot of it to begin with. Or at least I did, and I don't know about you, but... I mean, under normal circumstances, I'd go for a uh, a crispy fish sandwich and some curly fries, you know. Hmm. Not a, I'm not too good for that. Yeah. No, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with fast food. It's just, you know, you... It, I, I, I typically regard it as a treat. Yeah. You know, it's when I'm feeling, you know, treat boy hours... But yeah, the the fact that I went to an amusement park at all is like the first major uh, quarantine uh, break that I've done since uh, I went to see uh, Aurelia Voltaire back in like late February, early March. Yeah. And like I mentioned the other day, I think that was really before quarantine really started for in, in you know, in, for most people. Yeah. So uh, I've. I've been a good boy for the, like the last eight months, and if I end up getting sick, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. I've been a good boy for eight eight months. I I deserve a treaty treat. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> um, but we could also talk about the uh, the tribute store too, because that was another. You know, the haunted houses were really only I would say maybe at most half of the experience. Yeah, honestly, for me, this was much more of a shopping day since um, every uh, every Halloween Horror Nights, I tend to, uh, you know, blow my wad on uh, on merch. Yeah. And, you know, to, to, to my credit, it is stuff that I wear and or use year round. It's not just souvenir shopping. Yeah. Um, I am generally much less of a souvenir shopper than you, but I do collect posters and this year was very nice for posters. Uh, yeah, it was very kind in that regard. Yeah. They basically have posters for, like, all the old ads for, like, your Halloween Horror Nights Year 1, Year 2. They had Year uh, eight, 5. Eight, 9, and 
16 uh 15 the terror queen year no that well they also had 16 uh, they had a sweet 16 poster oh did they yeah okay uh yeah they had 2000 um I think they had 2000 they had the terror they had two terror queen posters one was the map that you bought and then they also had just the the character's face yeah they had a very uh tolkien map for the uh uh fake realm that they invented yeah terror uh, for the year 2005 yeah that, so, it was pretty cool looking yeah so had to grab a slice of that yeah um the posters were also two for 20 and you know with a pass holder discount they were like 18 bucks for yeah they're like 15 they're like 15 bucks a piece or two for 20 which that is a significant discount yeah (laughs) so i will also because you know they're they were closed for a couple of months and there's still not a lot of people going to the theme parks so they're probably pretty strapped for cash yeah so i've i've heard that a lot of the theme parks are kind of trying to push deals right now yeah i believe that is the primary reason why Hallow, why uh, Bush Gardens is going forward with Hallow Scream because um, they can't afford not to. <laughs> yeah, they are in some significant financial stress. Um, dealers are refusing to like deliver supplies to them because of unpaid bills, that sort Ooh, of thing. Shit, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it, it's super not good. Yeah, uh, I hadn't really been paying attention to their you know financial statements or anything like that, but yeah, that sounds pretty bleak, man. Yeah, Bush Gardens legitimately may not be a thing in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. I think that they'll probably make it through. Like they'll they'll probably be able to get some credit and float themselves. Uh, I mean, but, I, don't, I don't know. They're 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 in a tight spot. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel what, like the state. What, what, I don't know if the state of Florida would let one of their major theme parks go out of business like that. I mean, it's Bush Gardens. It's like probably their the the least of their theme parks. Yeah, but it's also pretty sure people one give of the, more of a shit about it's Lego also, Land than it, uh, no. Bush they absolutely they absolutely don't give it more of a shit about Legoland. Nobody gives a shit about Legoland. But uh, how uh, Bush Gardens is also one of the main uh, roller coaster theme parks in the country. And especially, it's it's the only really big roller coaster theme park in like the southeast, at least. There's still a Six Flags in Georgia, isn't there? The fact that you have to ask means that it's not a good sign for it. I mean, fair enough, but. But uh, yeah, as far as the merch goes, what what did you what did you think? Or in and the the tribute store and all of that, uh, what was your overall assessment of all of it? Um, well, the first, like, week or two that the Tribute Store was open, they had a uh, a limited edition record that I'm still pissed off that I didn't get to get. Yeah. It was, you know, like, the soundtrack to Halloween Horror Nights, and, like, I understand fundamentally that I can always just, like, buy a Midnight Syndicate CD, probably at the Spirit Halloween store, <laughs> but... For, like, $5? But probably. I wanted that, but I wanted that record. Yeah. And I'm probably going to go on Discord to see if... Discogs? I'm probably going to go on Discog to see uh, who's scalping one. Yeah. Uh, It's probably going to be a few bucks. About a few. About a few. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But did you really want to go over, like, right right when they reopened anyway? No, I super didn't. Yeah. (laughs) I also didn't know that the uh, the record was a thing. So Mm. even if I had gone over, it would have been, like... Show up, buy record, turn 360 degrees and moonwalk out the front gates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would be like Frank from It's Always Sunny, just like sh- put, completely shaved and slathered in uh, hand sanitizer. <laughs> um, but yeah, because generally, sp- like, we've both been taking the quarantine relatively, you know, uh, relatively um, serious, but I think you've taken it far more serious than I have. Uh yeah, I, like you like like we discussed earlier, you haven't really left the house in. Eight I months. basically don't leave the house except to come here or to pick up supplies. Yeah. So. That's dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the uh, back to the theme park stuff. <laughs> um, I thought that the the theming and and all of the set pieces and everything in the tribute store were really cool. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, well, there's there's like the third room where I didn't really the Beetlejuice get... room. No, the the room in between like the the Jack room and the Beetlejuice room where it's like not really sure what the theme is here. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who hasn't been into the tribute store that they do for uh, Halloween Horror Nights before, they have this. Uh, ex- they have like an extended queue area for the Revenge of the Mummy ride, and they turn that Which into it, a. It, it took me. I was today uh, years old when I realized that that's actually what that was, because they built multiple stores in this location. I'm like, what is this space? Turns out it's you know the extended line for uh, that mummy roller coaster that opened twenty years ago. But uh, the tribute store that they do for all of their special events like Halloween Horror Nights and Mardi Gras, they'll have uh, kind of set pieces that are like separate rooms that are part store, part show, pretty much. And you'll be able to uh, walk from one room into the next and they all have different themes and different set pieces in there. So it's a really it's a cool experience, even if you don't want to buy anything, just to walk through and look at all this stuff. Yeah. uh, For this year, the first room was uh, Frankenstein themed. Yeah. Like uh, the, the centerpiece is like, you know, the monster under a sheet on the slab with like electricity going off around him and that sort of thing. The second room was, uh, you know, dark carnival stuff with uh, Halloween Horror Nights de facto mascot Jack the Clown in the center. Was the third room the Wall of Pumpkins? I th- maybe? I, th- I, th- I think so. Yeah. That, I just re- I remember one of the rooms had a big wall of pumpkins that I thought was really cool. Yeah, the, the third room was the least uh, well-themed. And it didn't have an obvious, you know, centerpiece around it. And then the fourth was Beetlejuice. Yeah. The Beetlejuice, I think, was the best, was the most well-themed. Yeah. I mean, it, it had, like, multiple uh, photo ops where you can, like, get your picture taken in front of, like, Dante's whorehouse. Yeah. Or, you know. Uh, be- the snake Beetlejuice descending the stairs. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Beetlejuice's and, 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 grave and the, from, the, from and, the model set. And, and the checkout lane was... Um, the, yeah, uh, the uh, the waiting room in yeah, the afterlife. Exactly, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Shake, 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 Sonora. Shake your body right. <laughs> work, 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 Sonora. Yeah. Ozzy um, Beetlejuice fucking rules. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, and a good cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the Beetlejuice cartoon uh, all the time as a kid. It had nothing to do with the movie, but sure it was did, fun. <laughs> because, like, in this one, um, Lydia and Beetlejuice are friends. Yeah. Whereas they were... Uh, and Yeah, they, they, had, they had basically the same relationship as, like, Aladdin and the genie. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And I wonder if that was on purpose. <laughs> I mean, probably, because... Uh, the Aladdin television series, I think, was big at the time. That I think that was a couple of years before the Aladdin TV show. I'm not entirely sure on that, but that's what I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look it up too. But yeah, I watched the Aladdin TV show a lot too as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I still have the theme song stuck in my head. <laughs> that I am not going to try to sing. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that I think provide uh, but overall i would say that it was a uh, a pretty good uh event for what they were able to do given the restrictions and the limitations honestly like we said i basically haven't been out in public in eight months so just being at an amusement park was kind of thrilling inherently today i am elated <laughs> yeah so you know honestly the uh the the haunted house the haunted houses probably could have just been like a guy wearing like a skeleton mask saying boo haunted house. And I probably would have been there for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boo, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) but, um, speaking of Beetlejuice though, I think that is probably a good transition into another thing that I wanted to talk about, which is the, now that we've been to the Halloween Horror Nights that we got, we can look at the Halloween Horror Nights we didn't get. Yeah, um, so I think this is going to be a shorter episode, so how would you feel about uh, taking a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back to that? 
Yeah, that's probably a good idea. All right. So, so we'll be right back. We will be back in a moment. In the laboratory of Dr. Frankenstein, something incredible was created. <laughs> the great taste of pure milk chocolate and delicious peanut butter. Unfortunately, no one would listen. And so the world would have to wait for the two great tastes that taste great together in Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So we're back. Indeed. And I believe uh, now is the part of the show where you break my freaking heart. Uh, yeah, I think it's about that time. All right. Well, let's get it. Let, let's get after it. All right. So we're going to look up the list of all of the houses that were going to be at this year's Halloween Hornets event, but did not make the cut because of COVID. So the first one up is The Haunting of Hill House. Um, based on a television series that I never watched. So. Yeah. So that one's for, you know, not as much of a loss because, you know, we're not f- super familiar with the uh, source material. Though I guess um, what I was saying earlier was that um, there always has to be a, uh, a television series tie-in. You know, first it was The Walking Dead. Then Stranger Then it was Things. American Horror Story. All right, I forgot then about it was American Stranger Horror Things. Story. Yeah. Now I guess they were going for uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, uh, official description that, th- or uh, not not the official description, yeah, it's just uh, listed on this website. But uh, yeah, this was based on um, information that uh, how that the organizers of Halloween Horror Nights put up on their website as placeholders for what they were going to do, you know, prior to uh, shutdown and everything. But um, yeah, I haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House. I don't know, is, is it even out yet i think i think the i think a season of it is out now yeah it's been out for a minute okay yeah so i haven't seen it um but you know it probably could have been cool you know they usually do pretty well with haunted house graveyard kind of vibes. Boo, haunted house yeah they're pretty good at boo haunted house shit uh next one beetlejuice that makes a lot of sense since um they did a whole uh a whole room of the tribute store themed after it. Yeah, and I think that one could have been a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, basically, um, what if Ghostbusters was good? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I think we've talked about this on the show before. Like, I am, you know, I Ghostbusters like, agnostic. Yeah, I, I have more positive feelings about Ghostbusters than negative feelings. But yeah, it's not one of my favorite movies. You. I don't think seem to like it particularly much. I actively much. dislike it. Yeah. But I do really like Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice is a great movie, and I think that could have been a great house because even if you don't like the source material of Ghostbusters, like, I think they did a pretty good job with the house. Jumping in line. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and especially with uh, all of their houses that tend to have more comedic elements, I think they usually do pretty well with them. Like Killer Clowns last year? Yeah, that, uh, well... Obviously, I'm biased. Yeah, because uh, clown time, all the time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Beetlejuice. Not getting to go into the Beetlejuice house is definitely a bummer. Um, hopefully, that one shows up again next year. You know, fingers crossed. But they also bought a shit ton of merch for it. So yeah, uh, I assume they have like uh, several pallets worth of Beetlejuice merch that are just <laughs> sitting in that warehouse out by the airport. What am I going to do with 10,000 angel ashtrays? <laughs> uh, so the next one up, Gremlins. Which is kind of a weird poll since it kind of fills the same slot as Beetlejuice. Yeah. I but feel I, like then it again, would last, be one or the other. But then again, last year they had Ghostbusters and Killer Clowns at the same time. I mean, that's true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I... You know, I like Gremlins. I was never a huge Gremlin fan as a kid. Um, I think it's a movie that I probably came to appreciate more as I got older. Yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. Yeah. And so... We, we both like Joe Dante and his uh, horror of suburbia sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I saw the burbs probably 10,000 fucking times as a kid, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Gremlins was... Uh, I think that would have been a good one. So that was that was another bummer to see that one. Again... Fingers crossed, 2021. Yeah, hopefully that one shows up again. Um, the next house, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. 
Uh, yeah, another show that I didn't watch, and basically all I know about it is that... Uh, Satan! Satan! The, the Satanic Church, or the Satanic Temple, or whatever like a milk toast a yeah. libertarian yeah group. the libertarian party <laughs> yeah tried to sue them over uh usage of uh the baphomet image is like guys you can't trademark something that was around like 300 years before you were born well clearly they can because they did well fuck you <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, I haven't watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I've been meaning to get around to it, but also honestly, it was just I, canceled I, anyway. Honestly, I probably wouldn't be into it anyway since um, Sabrina was another Archie's comic characters. Yeah. And um, I hate Riverdale, like conceptually. Yeah. I, I, Who I, wanted an edgy version of uh, Archie comics? Well, the actually the Archie horror comics are pretty good. Like uh, Afterlife with Archie and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comics. Yeah, but those are, are like tongue tongue in cheek. Like the the comics where Archie crosses paths with like the Punisher or the Predator. Yeah, or uh, another uh, one. Chilling that Adventures of Sabrina, I don't think had an ounce of uh, irony to it. No, but I, it was. St- I I, they- no, but it was still pretty. Like the comic was still pretty enjoyable. Um, so, same with like you know uh, like Vampironica and Jughead the Hunger. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff uh a lot of those archie horror comics yeah i mean some of the the enjoyment just does come from the fact that it's the fucking archie verse like the most uh like kind of like middle america middle of the road milk toast kind of vibe with all of these horror elements so it's just that just juxtaposition of elements that is where some of the entertainment comes from but it's still you know interesting and compelling even removed from that yeah, I don't know about any of that. I just hope that uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina makes a comeback specifically despite the uh, satanic libertarians. Uh, well, I mean, they got their settlement out of it. They don't care anymore. Who? The the satanic temple or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, create. I mean, it was a Netflix show. Netflix has billions of dollars, so they, basically, I they just, paid them off. Basically, I just want those people to be on as unhappy as they possibly can yeah uh yeah i mean i think as as uh as as a kid you always pull for the satanic temple because they're usually like trolling somebody else that you don't like but then as you grow up and learn more about them it's like oh they're yeah they're just the libertarian party with like you know uh with like uh trench coats yeah it's just ayn rand for uh marilyn manson fans yeah it sucks or Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, fucking probably. Uh, so the next one, Bride of Frankenstein, that one actually did happen. Yeah, we actually got to see that one. It yeah. was good. Yeah. Um, the we next... already spoke at length about it. Next one, Billie Eilish. So um, so uh, you, uh, Halloween Horror Nights has done uh, musician-themed houses uh, several times in the past. Yeah. They did Alice Cooper. um out west they did a black sabbath house which Mm -hmm. i'm super pissed off that i didn't get to go through yeah it was in 2013 i think because it coincided with the uh black sabbath 13 tour well if it makes you feel any better out in hollywood they're not getting any halloween horror nights this year at all so i mean that 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 still doesn't put black sabbath back into my life so yeah (laughs) um but yeah billy eilish um I think you were the one who kind of like convinced me to get into Billie Eilish. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not a. I, but the la- the last time uh, I helped you move house, you were just like, okay, we're 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 gonna take a break, and you're you're gonna listen to something. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan, but like I enjoy it, and I thought that it would be something that was like very much your vibe. So. Yeah, I mean. um uh, the uh, the image uh, for the article that you're looking through is just the album art for uh, Billy's uh, first album, and yeah, I, I I I can see the potential. Yeah, just like a white-eyed uh, demon bad guy. Yeah. So I mean, I think that it it as a as a haunted house, it could have gone uh, very well or very bad, or somewhere in the middle. So anywhere, I think it would be one of the two. Um, I don't think there exists a timeline where a Billie Eilish haunted house is mediocre. It's either aggressively good or aggressively awful. 
Yeah. So that one is kind of uh, that one's a, uh, a a dark horse in the race. Don't really know how that would have gone. I well, I'll probably never get to actually see the haunted house. So I prefer to believe that it would have been good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff. The Universal probably already paid for the licensing for a lot of this stuff, so they're probably going to try and reuse it next year. So, or, or maybe Billie Eilish is just on like one of the Universal labels. Yeah, actually, I don't know what label she's on. So, could you know, could just be vertical integration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the next item on the list is the anniversary house, which honestly, uh, what I. If I could have uh, designed um, Halloween Horror Nights 30, it probably would have been looked a lot like Halloween Horror Nights uh, 16, where all of the haunted houses were throwbacks. Yeah. So, I don't know if I would have gone with all throwbacks, but I definitely would have played a couple of the hits. So, yeah, this was kind of obligatory, and yeah, I am positive it's coming back in... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. When whatever. The so next... th- yeah, this one you don't have to worry about. This will come back when uh whenever Halloween Horror Nights thirty happens. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, sorry that I'm not having a Halloween Horror Nights anniversary experience right now, but there, tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. Sort of deal. Is where yeah. I'm at. So yeah, you're not getting it this year, but you will get it hopefully next year. Who who knows at this point? But you know. Hopefully, we'll, uh, coronavirus won't cancel Halloween 2021 as well. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. So, but the anniversary house is it? They've they've done it's, this. It, it's gonna, they've, they've, they've done, done it several the, times in the past. Yeah, and, and it's always do been it several fine. times in the future. So. Yeah, they've always brought the uh, these old characters back. Um, they've probably done they've probably done this at least you know half a dozen times at this point, and it's always been good. So. Yeah. So. Uh, next on the list, the Terra Queen. That is a poll that I was not expecting. Well, that's why they had all of the Terra Queen merch this year. I thought that was just throwback shit. Um, I think it was because they were planning to reuse the character, so they were just reprinting all of that old stuff. Yeah, because in 2005, was it? 2005, yeah. Yeah, they did say that she would be making a comeback in 15 years. And well, it, maybe maybe it's more like 16. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, Universal was intending to keep that promise Yeah. until the new plague happened. Yeah. In 2005, when the Terra Queen made an appearance the first time, uh, the last night of the event, they sacrificed the Terra Queen and said that she would rise again in 15 years, which she was supposed to do. Uh, but, you know, Corona, sorry. And... I don't know. This is one that I'm kind of worried about because I feel like this probably won't return. I think that there's a good chance that this one will show up again. It is at best 50-50. Either way, I definitely want to see it, though. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. That's why I'm worried. Yeah. So the Terra Queen showing up again. That one is a little bit more on the fence. But uh, ooh. also, I don't think that the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is going to come back because the, I think that show just got canceled. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it goes. So, yeah, it's, I think that house is just, you know, uh, the ashes scattered to the wind. Uh, like I said, really, the only reason why I wanted to see it was to uh, troll the uh, the satanic libertarians. Yeah, but also they don't care, so. Yeah. So, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I'm almost certain, is not going to come back. The Terra Queen may or may not come back. Uh, so Haunting of Hill House, I think, is probably still going to be a big deal in a year. So that one will probably come back. Will it? Because it's already a couple years old. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Unless there's another really big horror TV show that comes out in the next year, I think Haunting of Hill House is probably just going to get rolled over to next year. I mean, Stranger Things Season 4 will be out by then. Yeah, Stranger Things wasn't even scheduled to happen this year. Yeah, because Season 4 wasn't out yet. Yeah. But I mean, I think people are start. I think people were already starting to sour on Stranger Things, and the show yeah, was no already. No one watched The Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> Nobody watched fucking Happy Death Day either. That's still got a haunted house. Yeah, should it have? 
Well, did, no. <laughs> did, they get, did they get a haunted house because it deserved to, or did they get one because it was cheap to build? Well, it it was definitely cheap to build. Yeah, it's what I thought. It looked it looked like it too. So, but uh, yeah, uh, haunting of Hill House. I think I think personally is pretty safe. Uh, Gremlins and Beetlejuice. I'm hoping are going to be safe. I hope those ones will roll over next year. The Terra Queen. I th- hope that one will roll over next year as well. I'm more optimistic about Gremlins and Beetlejuice than I am about Terra Queen. Yeah, because basically the only people who know, who even know who the Terra Queen are are like the true believers. Yeah, nerds. Um, but I think there's one more. Uh, Dungeon of Terror. Oh yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense since Dungeon of Terror, uh, for the uninitiated was the very first Halloween Horror Nights haunted house. Yeah. And so Dungeon of Terror has to... shown up like multiple times over the years as well. Yeah. So if you're going to do an anniversary year, you probably should represent the Dungeon of Terror. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the return of the Dungeon of Terror, I think when they, when Halloween Horror Nights 30 eventually happens, uh, I think that one is going to show up again as well. I mean, you would hope. I'm, I'm sure it will. I mean, w- regardless, we will see the Dungeon of Terror again one I mean, day. I mean, honestly, like, most of these haunted houses were probably already fucking built. Because and... No, because no, they canceled the event back in June or July, and they usually start building around August, I think. I mean, uh, the, the rumors that I heard was the reason why we got the two haunted houses that we got was because they were basically already done. And... You know, the fact that it's easy to, uh, you know, have characters wearing masks in them. Yeah. So, yeah, my my belief is that most of these uh, haunted houses, uh, if they weren't done, they were already at least pretty far in construction. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, personally, I don't think so, but that's all just a matter of speculation, so. Yeah, uh, we, we, we don't have any contacts within... Uh, uh, Universal Creative. So. We have not seen the documents, folks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Dungeon of Terror. I think that one is safe. It's probably going to roll over to next year. Um, but there was actually one that I missed I didn't uh, account for. The uh, Bedtime Stories. It says, uh, two years ago at Universal Studios Hollywood, the Terror Tram was attacked by Hollywood Harry. The song featured numerous stories coming together for a complete experience. This idea was also showcased in Slaughter Cinema. We expect a similar style of house this year. So, okay, so similar to like Slaughter Cinema with uh, bedtime stories. So scary tales. It's scary tales. But w- maybe like with a tram? I don't know. I, I, th- it's, kind of, it's not exactly clear what, in the article what they're talking about here. Probably what ended up becoming uh, Tooth Fairy's Revenge. Hmm. Yeah, actually, good point. Because Tooth Fairy's Revenge isn't accounted for on this list. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, and yeah, they they mentioned that they were you know looking at doing something like that for 2019. That they ended up. Uh, yeah, uh, Tooth Fairy's Revenge was originally planned for 2019, and then it was scrapped for one reason or another. Yeah, the Revenge of the Tooth Fairy I think was originally going to be 2019, and then it got scrapped, and then uh, I guess that is what this is referring to: bedtime stories. So, yeah, that's that's all of the houses. Um, like I said, I think most of them are probably... Think- yeah, honestly, this wasn't as uh, depressing a sit as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, basically, the only thing that I'm concerned for are, like, the Terra Queen and... Yeah, mostly that one. Yeah. I think that the Terra Queen house will probably show up again next year. I, I feel more optimistic about that than not. Is what I is how I would describe it. So yeah, other than that, I'm not particularly worried about any of these houses. Um, you know, the licensed properties, uh, Viacom probably acquired those for at least a couple of years. Yeah, well, it would I mean, be I insane think, if they I think Grem- I think Gremlins and uh, Beetlejuice are all already Universal properties anyway. It could be. I I'm not looking them up right now, but yeah. But uh, so. You know, we didn't get to go into any of those houses this year, but I think most of them will show up again next year. So, yeah, this Halloween's a wash. For the most part, yeah. Um, Yeah, 
we 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 did our best try again next year yeah um everybody uh you know we played hard we played good but uh just well actually we didn't play that hard no we we kind of we kind of uh boggled this whole uh it's been real it's been good covid thing i can't say it's been real good yeah we uh we 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 fucked up you know as far as this covid thing goes yeah we fucked up a little bit i'm willing to acknowledge but uh you know maybe we'll have halloween next year yeah i'm still debating whether or not i'm gonna put together a costume this year yeah yeah i mean all i'm all yeah I would, what else are you gonna do You're all, not leaving I, all your house. I would do, all i would do with it is just like sit my ass on your couch while we watch uh the last drive-in halloween special but yeah yeah and i don't i i don't my i mean my neighborhood's not a big trick-or-treating neighborhood anyway neither is mine yeah uh yeah you live around a bunch of old people i think right more or less yeah yeah and then i'm you know kind of close to downtown so there's not a lot of kids you know wandering around here everybody goes over to the old northeast everybody goes to the rich people neighborhood because they hand out you know full-size bars and shit so i'm gonna get uh dressed up as uh the red death from uh phantom of the opera just <laughs> to uh sit on your couch and watch uh joe bob briggs <laughs> in full regalia yeah Eh. but yeah i don't i don't know i like i said i don't you know i'm sure we'll go back to halloween horror nights at least once or twice before uh before the end of the season you mean universal but i'll call it halloween horror nights light yeah we couldn't we uh we meant to go to disney springs as well but we actually couldn't even get in so yeah they were they were overly packed i think it was because we were trying to get in at seven o'clock on a saturday night could be yeah so probably the only place where you're where bars are allowed to be bars yeah uh it maybe if we tried going over on like a weekday in the middle of the day or something like that you do have um like 50 vacation days so i don't have 50 but i i have a few <laughs> um haven't haven't had much cause to use them this year <laughs> yeah um so yeah i i you know i think we'll just try and get ha as much halloween wherever we can get it um definitely gonna be watching a lot of spooky movies and i have a i have a list of movies that i'm definitely gonna want to watch this season yeah i've been doing one of those uh one movie a day challenge sort of dealies um but I definitely want to watch uh, Trick or Treat. That's that's a that's a new classic. Yeah. Um, definitely gonna watch Murder Party. That's always a uh, beloved hit. Mm-hmm. Um, might might watch Beetlejuice. Now I'm kind of in the mood <laughs> to do that. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was gonna watch Society for the first time. Yeah, Society is one of my favorite horror movies. I know it is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're gonna have to do that, especially because it's streaming on Shutter. Fuck it, yeah. Joe Bob did an episode on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, what what other items in your, are in your queue? Um, ah, uh, Jesus, I had a whole list written down, uh, back at uh back at the spot, but um, yeah, uh, society, trick or treats, hocus pocus, hocus pocus, yes, Halloween night is Grinch night. I was into it before you motherfuckers. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't know the struggle. Yeah, that's that's your whole deal. Is that uh, <laughs> the average Hocus Pocus fan hasn't paid their dues? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, grinding. <laughs> uh, the, the the first uh, movie I watched for the season was uh, Halloween Four. Interesting choice. <laughs> um, it was all for that opening credit sequence, because that opening credit sequence is autumnal as fuck. I mean, the entire Halloween franchise is autumnal. But specifically that opening sequence where it's like some abandoned like farm in presumably Illinois, mm. like scarecrows and yeah, that is pretty good. And orange uh, leaves being blown past the camera. Yeah, every, that sort every, of thing. everything is orange. Yeah, and of course it's got the the Halloween theme going on underneath it too. So, uh, no, during the opening uh, credit sequence, it's basically just like ambient noise and wind. Oh, does it? Yeah. I guess I, guess I got to rewatch Halloween 4. 
It wasn't my it wasn't one of my favorites from the franchise, but yeah, it's not a great movie. But I was mostly there for you know the opening credits, honestly. Yeah, uh, I think at this point, pretty much everybody has come. You know, most people have come around to uh, season of the witch and the first Halloween movies. Yeah, um, Halloween one and Halloween three are uh, my favorites in the yeah. series, and I think most people have come around to that at this point. Yeah, but, Halloween uh, two was good it just gets a lot of flack from being very different from halloween one yeah well they kind of turned it into more of an action movie in a lot of regards they turned it into friday the 13th yeah because you know which i think i I talked about this last i was telling you about this last night um a lot of my favorite friday the 13th movies are actually the later ones where it just gets goofy as shit (laughs) jason versus carrie yeah jason versus carrie jason versus uh like 80s kids from uh, Manhattan. <laughs> Jason on a boat. <laughs> uh, Jason the, in fucking space. The time when Jason was a uh, body uh, swapping uh, slug, slug demon. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of the Friday the Third. I I think the Friday the Thirteenth movies got a lot uh, more interesting when they started just getting fucking weird with it. I mean, yeah that that tends to be my impression. It's like. When the formula is stale, just like, yeah, fuck it. Just like real weirdo hours. Yeah. How did every franchise end up in space? Friday the 13th went to space. Hellraiser went to space. Leprechaun went to space. Yeah, I tend to ask people, it's like, is there an algorithm that we could uh, produce to predict how long it will take a certain franchise to get into space? (laughs) Uh, Probably, yeah. (laughs) Some franchises go earlier than others. I don't think the Leprechaun franchise had a lot of legs to begin with, so. Uh, it only took uh, Hellraiser four movies to get to space. Yeah, but Hellraiser got real weird real quick. I mean, it was always real weird, so. Yeah, but I'm talking about real weird by Hellraiser standards, like Hellraiser 3, where he's just like, I am a cube, and I am the way. <laughs> And also, Lemmy from Motorhead is here. <laughs> he beat me at a card game, so he gets to go free. Yeah, that 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 movie is is weird. It doesn't add up. <laughs> Lots of things don't add up in Halloween Three. Yeah, I'll say that movie sucks, but I kind of like it. <laughs> it's it's a uh, they're 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 getting cheesy with it. Yeah, I mean, the series should have ended at part two. Yeah, probably. But, but if you insist on keeping going, just like, yeah, just get like fucking weird with it. <laughs> yeah. Send them to space. Make like a cross time anthology film. Give them an MMORPG. <laughs> uh, that, that movie fucking sucks. Yeah, that movie is dog shit, but. <laughs> um, frankly, I'm surprised that more, fran- more horror franchises didn't end up going that direction in the 2000s. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think Freddy has ever been to space. Unless it's in one of the... No, I was talking about uh, the cyberspace. (laughs) Going into an MMO or something like that. I mean, don't forget about the power glove. With Freddy? Yeah. When did that happen? Uh, Freddy's dead, I think. Oh. Where you, like, kill someone with the Nintendo power glove. (laughs) 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 Well, that age like milk. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure the power glove was outdated at the time, so yeah. no idea what that was about. Yeah. Yeah, when did Freddy, did Freddy's Dead come out in like 1991, 92, something like that? Um, I mean, it was the last uh, Freddy movie until New Nightmare, so it was definitely, you know, pretty late in the cycle. Yeah, because the first Friday the 13th came out in 84, and assuming if they come out with one every year, you know, Freddy's Dead would have still been like 90, 91. Yeah. So, yeah, the Power Glove was already well out of date. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. This shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I kind of like Freddy's Dead, but just probably for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing as, like, those latter Friday the 13th movies. It's just, like, these movies suck, and they're awesome for it. <laughs> just turn Jason into a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Smash some kid's boombox. <laughs> yeah, honestly, even a lot of fans hate uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, but I kind of like that movie because it has some of the best. Uh, it has some of the best comedy beats. 
I wish like, he like wouldn't have been came... on the boat for so long. I wish he would have gotten to. It was like, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> well, it's because they couldn't really afford to shoot in the fireworks factory. Yeah, well, <laughs> just go to Toronto like everybody else. <laughs> I mean, that's what they did. They couldn't afford to shoot there for very long either. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was... What was what, what was yeah the fuck, like what was the fucking budget for this movie like a six foot subway sub? Yeah, like five minutes of that movie actually takes place in Times Square. Um, like twenty minutes of it is shot in Toronto, and then most of it is on that fucking boat. Yeah, that's why I think part six might be my favorite one, or no, not not part six, part seven. Uh, Jason ver- Jason fights Carrie. That was a good one. Yeah. It was. It I was, think that was part eight, though. No, part eight was Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, because part six was Jason Lives, where he gets revivified by a lightning bolt. Uh, yeah, because Tommy Jarvis couldn't just let dead dog, uh, sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, he was paranoid that Jason was gonna come back, so within the first five minutes, he fucking makes Jason come back because he's a moron. Yeah. Sorry, Tommy. You fucked up. You done goofed, son. So yeah, so w- was it part six where most of the violence was cut out, but fans still really liked it anyways because they like Tommy Jarvis and the sheriff's daughter? I think so. Yeah, that would have been part six. And honestly, that one was that one was enjoyable. I liked part six. Yeah, it wasn't a good movie, but I liked it. Yeah, it might be a good movie. It might be. We'd have to do more research. Yeah. <laughs> I think part five was not a good movie, but I still had fun with it. Oh, the one where the killer is Roy the paramedic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This ain't it, Chief. Yeah. You killed my boy. Well, why the fuck is he your boy? <laughs> like well, It was his son. I know, but... I, I am so confused. Like, what? <laughs> what, what bleh, 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 bleh. Also, was the paramedic played by Abe Bogota? No, 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 it wasn't. Just, just a guy who kind of looks like him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Abe Bogota has been like a hundred years old since the nineteen twenties. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well. Anything? Yeah. Any other uh, topics you wanted to cover? No, I think we're good. Uh, we honestly went uh over time, just like rambling about friday the 13th so i think this is a good spot to end it yeah friday the 13th a franchise that uh gets gets bad really fast but then it gets uh better in fun and interesting new ways i mean honestly um what a horror franchise has the most steep drop off hmm hellraiser yeah yeah (laughs) that is the correct answer it's like Hellraiser 1 and 2 are both masterpieces. Hellraiser 3 was bad. I don't know. I don't know if I would call Hellraiser 2 a masterpiece. I would honestly say it's better than the uh, first Dr. one. Dr. Shenard. Yeah. <laughs> and to think I hesitated. Look, even a masterpiece has the uh, the marks of having been made by human hands. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, basically after Hellraiser... Wait, what about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that you want to talk about a fucking sharp drop off? Yeah. Yeah. We go we go from like one of the greatest masterpieces of the genre to a uh, chainsaw sword fight in one movie. I honestly like Texas Chainsaw 2, but for the same reasons that you like uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw 2 was actually better than Jason Takes Manhattan because at least it was self-aware. Yeah. Um, Texas Chainsaw 3 is when shit really started going bad. Uh, well, also to that point, what about The Exorcist? Ooh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, we, we could probably do a whole episode debating on which franchise <laughs> had the <laughs> steepest drop, so maybe stick a pin in that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this discussion. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, my name is Ness. And David. And this has been another Splatterpunk's Splattercast. Thank you for listening, and good night. Dale. Dale.
Dale. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 